minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet happy monday y'all I, I think my new year's resolution is going to be not to have 50 windows open on two separate browsers that is going to be my resolution because i left one open forgetting that i had to do work on one while the show was starting and i managed to make it happen but i am not going to do that anymore or attempt to anywho Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk. My name is TK Trinidad, WWT Live Edition. We're going to be talking about Jade and Bow Wow, Full Gear, and so much more. And I am not alone. The woman with 3,000 jobs, Ella J, is in the building. You know, normally it goes up by one. This one went up by like 87 jobs, too. <laughs> I mean, it, this is a tough week for us. Like, for the, for the, it's, it's so funny. For the people who like have a lot of jobs, you're thinking, okay, I can like not work as much on the week where everybody's off. It's like, no, nah, we're all working. I'm still anyway. working. Yeah, on Thanksgiving. <laughs> on th oh, geez. And then <laughs> the gentleman who apparently, <laughs> which show was it? Uh, Days of Our Lives or whatever. Old and the Beautiful. It's it's uh, not afternoon updates on Bold and the Beautiful <laughs> on Top Wrestling. <laughs> the Professor. It just it just it just popped up. It it just mm. did. I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, there's it, algorithms it, and stuff, so I'm just saying. Yeah, I was just shocked that it was the first. Allegedly, time. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. 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 <laughs> No judgment. I'm just, you know, it's kind of questionable. I'm just saying. You know. it's, it, here's the funny thing about Bold and the Beautiful. Legit, mm -hmm. I could probably watch it once a week and still be caught up because I don't watch it every day. I'm too busy doing other things. So I'll miss mm -hmm. a couple of weeks, but they tell their story so slow that mm -hmm. I can figure it out, you know, within two or three weeks. So, yeah, that's the deal. I'm, oh, is that, like, is that the story that you're telling us? No, I'm, I didn't even watch today. That's why I was so surprised by what I Are just randomly sure? saw. I'm mm, positive. Okay. I'm positive. Because I'm, I've am i been trying to truncate a bunch of work and get it all squeezed together so I don't have to do anything Thursday, Friday. So oh, so you can watch Bold and the Beautiful Thursday no. and Friday. No. <laughs> so you can do the ultimate catch-up. No, that's, that, that's no, where it is. I, that's what, that's I, what makes sense. I wish. I have too much wrestling to catch up on. He but, said yeah. he would. 
No, I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't. It's, trust me, wrestling's enough of my soap opera for me. But yeah. mm, okay. Well, we'll just move on to the first. This is the top <laughs> rope. <laughs> what do we got first? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, do, do you want to do the full gear stuff? Uh, <laughs> Ella, you certainly I mean, can. you might as well. We got a number of new champions coming out of AEW full gear. I know three off the top of my head. Um, one being, which, which you know, we're, we'll go women's wrestling talk here. You know, one would be my girl. Did it freeze? No. Oh, yeah, you're moving. No. Okay. Frozen mind. But one would be my girl. My girl, Jamie Hayter, is your brand new AEW interim women's champion, I should specify. Mm. She mm. defeated Tony Storm with a little bit of help from Rebel and um, Bert Baker. But, you know, still, still. Also, hello, gang, gang. That's right. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> Hayter is your... Throw up gang what is that? What... <laughs> I didn't do it. Just know that I didn't do it. I don't. I don't know what's happening in the world. I, right now. I, I don't know if this is. I don't know if this signifies the end. Like we have Fesser watching Bold and the Beautiful and Ella throwing up gang signs. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Don't get me well, started yeah. in the room. Y'all know how I feel. And the about thing that. is, I'd be pissed if I were if I were Tony Storm because is, is she even gonna be entered in the the record books as a right. champion at all? Right. That's I don't know. Question. You know that that's a thing that we were talking about on Friday because um, Tony Khan said in the media call he's still kind of waiting to make a decision based on Thunder Rosa's like injury and if her progression or lack of. So he's hoping that she gets cleared so she can like be reinstated and then he can sort out the who's going to be the undisputed champ. But and he said until he gets an update, like kind of just waiting for an update to make a decision of whether to strip her or have her um, like relinquish it or like defend it you know so um yeah i'm very happy Does about Tony Khan have kids? Winning, he can't he can't he, he can't because he can't no he can't because no no no, 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 no. i'm i'm saying something we don't know <laughs> no i'm saying he can't have kids because if he had kids he'd be able to make better decisions than a decision that's like exactly what champion. i was gonna say because yeah. at the end of the day say if you even have one kid or, or not <laughs> I would say, say, say if you're owner of a company, which he is. But anyways, um, at the end of the day, it comes a point where you just have to make a decision. It doesn't right. really matter what everybody else is doing. Um, mm -hmm. You have to make the decision that's best for the company. And it right. this would have been the time to do so, opposed to waiting to see. Like it's been, we, and we've talked about this extensively, so you can go back to our Friday show to talk about it. But mm -hmm. it's just kind of like... Um, I don't know. Maybe I should refer him to my life coach because she was the one who really got me on top of that thought. So TK, let me know. Anywho. TK at TK. Right. Yes. Right. The real TK. Who else do we have, Ella? And then also shout out to Mimi, Ricky, Sammy. Yes. Apparently he's going to make some calls and Chad in the chat. <laughs> um, so... And Sammy's I, always making calls, man. Sam's always making calls. I don't, I don't know hey, what's hey, happening hey, with these you. calls, Sammy, because nothing's really happening. No shade. Just saying. Oof. Oof! Shots fired. Just you know, gonna make some calls, and you know. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. He right. didn't say he got um, through. He just said he made calls. <laughs> that part. That Sorry. part. That's, That's fair. Okay. That's fair. We That's do fair. also have um a brand new TNT champion in we the form do. of Samoa Joe, who dethroned mm -hmm. Wardlow in a, a 
triple threat against himself, uh, Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs. That was huge. So Samoa Joe is now the TNT champion, but perhaps the, the biggest title change of all. The AEW World Championship is now claimed by MJF, who, mm-hmm. if you saw, guys saw that post, uh, post show scrum, he had some strong words to say to the fans. <laughs> he used a lot of the F, his last name. Mm-hmm. He did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was quite entertaining. It was a lot, but I think it's a catch twenty two. Tony Khan looked like, oh, this is happening again. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't really surprised by MJF's attitude just based off of the fact of how he acted um, in the ring a couple months ago. However, sure. um, I don't know. Is this is this what AEW is going to want to be known for? Because what I saw that populated my timeline, and we've talked offline extensively about, like, I get certain wrestling stuff, but some stuff just, I don't know if I'm not in the algorithms, whatever. But what populated my timeline was the scrum. Mm -hmm. Like, Full Gear didn't populate my timeline. And it's actually, I'm still seeing the same same scrum, not even anybody else, MJF's scrum, like, all throughout my timeline today. So Mm -hmm. is that what AEW wants to be known for? Or, like, that's... I'm kind of, like, you know, confused I think, on like, that. Yeah, like we were talking like a bit before this. It kind of, I mean, it kind of goes like, it kind of is, it's in MJ's like character realm. So I think a part of it was obviously maybe taking a little jab at Punk. And I mean, like the Young Bucks also did as well during the actual show. Let it, I mean, Dude. the crowd chanted F you Punk, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of along those same lines, but it feels very into the character realm of MJF. And, you know, he's always been one of those that like, tiptoes that sometimes a lot of the time blurs that line between like what's too far and what's not you know we all know he's a heel and stuff but part of that was definitely real when he went away for like three months and then came Mm -hmm. back at um, Mm -hmm. all out so it kind of tiptoes the line you know well I mean apparently it's not my company Tony Khan seems fine (laughs) cool about it so hey well I mean and they you know, to to their defense, if there is a defense, I mean, they regularly cuss a lot on, you know, Dynamite and yeah. in a lot of places where you wouldn't see other organizations necessarily do that uh, with that much money. So if that's something that apparently doesn't bother him, you know, and we don't hear. Oh, we, lo- we lost him. Oh, uh, I didn't know things <laughs> like me. I'm and then you guys are frozen, but no, you start. No. You talk, there we so. go. Oh, there we go. go. Yes. I was like, <laughs> so, so uh, I'm not sure what you caught, but what I was saying was we don't hear much of uh, Tony Khan talking about AEW being family friendly, friendly, yeah, you know? True. So I don't know if he feels that he needs to appeal to the, the kids, you know, and that type of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be really interesting to watch, but I will say this. I feel like, um, everybody was on a mission Saturday night. I feel like AEW knew they had to crush this pay-per-view. They needed to make people forget about All Out. Um, because the unfortunate thing is people weren't even talking about the pay-per-view as significantly good as it was because they were talking about the scrum. So they gave us a lot in this pay-per-view for us to talk about uh, with the scrum being what it should have been, icing on the cake, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to being its own separate cake. 
Uh, I'm just laughing at this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know what? Tony Khan, just do, just do you. It's your yeah. money. Uh, you know, you know what? I am still shocked, though. I mean, granted, they've announced now like a seven-part series between them now, but I'm which, very still shocked that the elite lost in there. I well, I'm I, a. I am shocked that they lost. B, I think the seven um the seven uh match series is gonna ultimately prove for them to win. Yeah. Um and C, it is interesting to Mimi's point, because right now everybody who has you know a very strong, favorable fan reaction is a champion now. Everyone, Jamie mm -hmm. Hayter, the acclaimed, um, you know, Samoa Joe, uh MJF. All of them. And so it kind of makes you wonder where, uh, you know, Tony Khan's getting his cues from, though it seems to be kind of obvious right now. But this goes back to your earlier point, both TK and Ella, about his ability or inability to make a decision, right? Like you're allowing the fans and there's something to be said for listening to the fans, but there's also something to be said about having a plan and mm -hmm. programming as we see in radio and TV and everywhere else, when you program, you are literally telling folks, this is what you're going to like, you know? Right. And part of the problem with a seven match series with this team, that's likely going to be done over what? Eight weeks maybe? Is it's going to be, remember, go back to, I think it was uh, WrestleMania 34, I think. The WrestleMania that had Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles for the yes. WWE title. Like, we were mm -hmm. super pumped for that. Then we saw that match consecutively for six straight weeks. Yes. And it was like, okay, we're, we're, we're done with AJ and, and Shinsuke. What, what new can you show us in six mm -hmm. weeks that you've been doing every single week? And so for all that both of those teams gave us in that match, which was an amazing match, we need about six months to go ahead and get some time in between so we can appreciate the next one. Do the next one in two weeks, like, eh, whatever. So JD saying, I think uh, the best of seven is a smart play. Gives both teams opportunities to look strong and keep the interim-esque booking of the belt looking legit. I mean, it's possible. I guess It is so. possible, I guess, you know. Uh, Mimi saying, my opinion is, my opinion is to not or limit, uh, catering to the, as we, what, as we see what's happening now, it doesn't translate all the time. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what is, what is happening? Right yeah. Um, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like it, I, I think he's trying, but it is, uh, you did say professor, as far as where he's getting his cues from that's, that's because I don't think we really know. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe, I don't know. He, I mean, he, he definitely- too much. I also mm -hmm. have to give him somewhat props to it. Like there's been people that have organically drawn themselves to be like very over like the acclaim. So, mm -hmm. and the peak of the acclaim's ascent, he crowned them champions. On the peak mm -hmm. of Jamie Hayter's ascent, who are honestly, I feel personally, is like one of the two, or I think we were talking about this on Friday, like honestly, one of the two women in AEW besides Britt Baker, before she won the title on the way up, you know, she right. naturally 
got the crowd behind her just from her work ethic. She was there every week. And same with Jamie Hayter now organically, you know, the people, the crowd was getting invested in her, seeing her for abilities. And then mm-hmm. he capitalized on that and crowned her champion, just like he did with the acclaimed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now it goes on to where does it go from here? Because as we've seen with Britt Baker, like as soon as she captured that title, man, people granted she was a heel, but people were even still cheering her when, before she won the title and when she was mm-hmm. heel, we saw it quickly how people turn on her. So now it's up mm-hmm. to Tony Khan on how this booking goes. Obviously the acclaimed have maintained that pop since they won the title, but can that also again happen for Jamie now? Granted, I don't know if it's like actually counts as a title and like that's still up in the air, but now it's up to Tony Khan to, you know, make sure that the Britt Baker situation doesn't happen again with Jamie Hayter, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions, I think. There is. Uh, do you want to move on to uh, the shenanigans with Jade and Bow Wow? <laughs> Makes that sense. on you, Professor. <laughs> oh, give it to me. So, you know, this whole Bow Wow, uh, Jade Cargill thing started on Twitter. Um, and it started on Twitter, you know, Bow Wow has been talking about he's interested in getting into the sport of pro wrestling. And he started making some jabs <laughs> at Jade Cargill. And, you know, they kind of went back and forth. Well, recently, uh, as recent as yesterday, yesterday was Sunday. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So apparently Bow Wow was at the FF- FTX arena in Miami um, as part of this millennium tour. And uh, there was an exchange that took place backstage between him <laughs> And Jade Cargill, and uh, let me see. Are you? Oh, I didn't know if you were gonna play the, the video baddies. Or not, but, oh yeah. And so you know, there's video for this. The baddies were throwing popcorn. They all had to be physically restrained. Um, you know, and and people can't tell what's really going on right now, other than we've got an altercation that's hit TMZ between Jade Cargill and Bow Wow. So I don't know if this is some entry point into AEW. It has to be. For Bow, it seems like it is. You know, it, it certainly seems like it is. It, it's interesting that Jade Cargill has been used to bring in mainstream folks who want to wrestle. I mean, that's how Shaq ended up in a match in Jade's uh, debut, and now potentially mm-hmm. Bow Wow. Now, where Bow Wow would fit into a match with Jade, I don't know. I think Jade would wipe the floor. I think I just, this was. I, go ahead. I, I hate that the fact that because she talked about this, um, she talked about this on on the Breakfast Club how he sent tickets to the uh, to the event, mm-hmm. and the thing is, you know that he has like you know he he wants to fight her or take her on a date or whatever. Like, why would you go to the event? You know what I'm saying? So it's like <laughs> the, I feel like this, and then the cameras were already there. Like I felt like this is a, it is a, it's a setup, and kudos to her. Or to whoever for you know setting this up. Now it it's bringing in mainstream media. It's bringing sure. hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, we don't want to show all that. Um, it's bringing on, it's bringing in <laughs> hip hop. So it's just kind of like it it makes it makes sense. But for sure. somebody who understands the psychology of wrestling, when you see this, you're like, oh, okay, this is not this. It, it's mm-hmm. it it doesn't really help. I shouldn't say it doesn't really help with the storyline, but I want something a little bit more real. Now it seems like when we do eventually see Bow Wow and Jade in the ring, we know it's kind of, yes. Yes, Mimi, staged. Mm-hmm. 
I just I still think it's like part of it's still entertaining because she like rejected him publicly on Twitter. Like I just still She's think that that was a funny. Husband. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I don't know. I just thought it. I mean, it's 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 different for AEW. We've seen obviously like hip hop brought in and stuff. It's just Bow Wow would get his butt whooped. Like he's not even like I feel like a believable person for Jade. But you know, it would it would make her look good. You know, so I don't know. <laughs> well, it and so in this like Santana saying people are trying to say Jade is using Bow Wow for clout. I think they're both using each other, meaning that. I'm yeah. willing to I'm willing to guess that there is a huge I would say I'll give it 60% of people who go to the Millennium Tour to see Bow Wow and everybody else that have no idea who Jade Car Cargill is. However, mm -hmm. now that they see her, they can relate to her. It's like, "Oh, like who's this badass black woman?" and now it's mm -hmm. going to bring in seat so and and vice versa for people who may have been familiar with bow wow you know thought well, hey what's he up to now hey by the way he's touring he, mm -hmm. i might have liked him when i was you know five so five. then you can go and buy, buy tickets five. To go so, I was five. i'm just you know it's so they're they're both using each other aew yeah. benefiting off this um immensely because you get more tickets people watching etc but um yeah, I, I don't I don't like the stage aspect, but that's because we cover wrestling. But for the average person, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 10, 10, I guess. <laughs> I think I might have been five, to be honest. So uh, yeah, well. were you listening to Bow when you're five? Is it ten? I don't know. No, I'm just Albert. saying like he was more popular when I was five. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested <laughs> in, in says, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> He's right. Not wrong. I mean, like, there, there's <laughs> here, here's the here's the thing, and it's funny you're talking Kane about it, it is uh playing the role of Kane <laughs> um this week. Yeah. So, but but I would say this to your point about them using each other, I think it's absolutely true. And I think on top of it, oh, Bow Wow wow. is also using Jade as the indeed foot in to the door of pro wrestling. Um, and so with wrestling fans, I think he's using that to make wrestling fans go, oh, the problem to me is I don't think there is a scenario where we're going to see Kane, it's Kane, sorry, Bow Wow <laughs> versus Jade. She's doing it again. Um, Kane might sign up for that, though, to be honest. Kane would sign up for that. Yeah. But there's a there's a scenario. I, I don't think we see the scenario where the two of them actually face off. At least. You don't think so? You know, I, I don't. Unless I AEW's, unless AEW is going to do something to allow either a match or some sort of altercation between the two but they've been I pretty see, pretty i see know, it happening and i see jay finishing bow wow in you know less than 20 seconds i mean i'm, I'm not opposed to that at all <laughs> i mean i don't I'm, see, I'm not. i don't think it could happen any other way that yeah, might I mean, be that try something dream, though, to be honest yeah yeah and and that <laughs> might be all he wants like he may not want a career in this yeah. um he may want just to throw it was like remember um and i think it might have been on that one show where uh where where uh shack made his debut remember when snoop um ended up trying to do a frog splash off the top rope on yeah. an aew 
it was a one-time thing. Like for mm -hmm. him, it's just the experience of saying I did it. And maybe oh, that's gonna see Bella and maybe have Jade step on him in the process. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is is for him, the payoff may be I just wanted to say I was actually in a wrestling yeah. ring. Like, yeah. for instance, you know, I don't think we're going to see Bow Wow go the route of Little Scrappy, right? Like, no, I don't think no. it's happening that way. And God mm -hmm. forbid he tried. I, and God forbid the two would ever get in the ring. Scrappy would destroy him. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think he has that kind of commitment to the business long term as a Scrappy would. Oh, actually, you are you are right because there have been a couple stories with Bow Wow trying for years. But when mm -hmm. you when trying, are we saying trying where you're saying you want to try it and right. putting in the work, or trying as like trying is like, hey, I want to lose weight, and you talk about losing weight as you're eating pizza and never go to the gym, or hey, mm -hmm. I want to lose weight and you actually eat healthy and you go to the gym. And then right. you reap the benefits. So, right. you know, with Bow Wow, are we seeing him actually training somewhere? Because I haven't heard it, but let me know. That's my question. I've not heard him training anywhere. Yeah. He so might are be we seeing him somewhere, training somewhere I'm... with somebody, all that stuff? Because that would make a huge difference for us to say, okay. Right. And if that's the case, then... Then we take this I more feel... seriously. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like they could have did something other than, you know, stage at his right. show. Right. Because he, it, it he... made her look like the aggressor. <laughs> really? Rikishi? Okay. Well, I mean, I Rikishi mean, is a he trainer. Has his own training school. He does. Have he his does. Own in in North mm -hmm. Hollywood, but did we have you seen no, any? Not from. But where where? Somebody pull up some pictures. Let's get some pictures. Yeah, I. I love this. I'm saying trying mean talking. Yeah. I mean, I want to be a millionaire. <sighs> but you have seven thousand jobs, so like. You're, I do, but that that is in progression to being a millionaire. That that's, you know, as opposed to you know coming back. I, he didn't even like he he wasn't trying to get in her face or anything. Like he was just standing there, like, what, dude? Yeah, it's all stage. That's why I'm not for. Yeah. I'm not for it. But right. for the people who are not, um, you know, wrestling fans or don't watch wrestling like that. It's it's great. It's great for the business now. It brings in more money and people are going to talk about. It. So it might have created more fans because of it. So mm -hmm. kudos to them. Um, I really hope it does end in the ring just because, you know, and I think somebody said in the chat, Brat Bawa wouldn't like, you know, take the L like that. I mean, look, <laughs> if you can get in the ring with Jade, that's all you're taking. That's like yeah. you either take it or leave it. There's no there's no way she get paid. Bow Wow doesn't Bawa. break Bow Wow does not break the streak. Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> mm -mm. He might break his back, but that part. he's but not, not breaking the streak. Mm -mm. Not gonna happen. We've, we uh, we've given him way too much time. What's next? We have, we have. <laughs> well, let's go to some actual uh, history. Oh no! Oh, go ahead. Go, go, go. Sorry. Is is that where we were going? Um, history was, made was, in Japan. That's where I was going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The first ever IWGP Women's Champion is none other than Kyrie. She, they also might I add, they main evented the NJPW X Stardom Historic X Over event in Japan in Tokyo this past weekend, where uh, in the finals they were crowning the first ever IWGP Women's Champion. Um, and she faced Mayu Iwatani, and she hit the insane elbow and ultimately took home the victory. But but before she could really celebrate, she had a little um, visit from Tom Nakano, 
So they will now be facing at Wrestle King Wrestle Kingdom now in January for the title. So that is incredible for her. It also was specified that this title can not only be defended in Japan now, but it can be defended in the US at New Japan related shows. So yeah, I was literally was just talking about Forbidden Door. I mean, in the US, if it's a New Japan related show. Forbidden Door is right there, assuming, assuming again, Kyrie holds on to the belt till then. But she already has her first challenger at, at Wrestle Kingdom of all places, which is crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm actually super excited about this because there was a lot of history made uh, over the weekend in Japan. It's the first ever official crossover show involving stardom mm -hmm. and New Japan. And I mean, we've seen instances where they've had a stardom match on a new japan card but this was kind of the real true meaning of a joint promotional show which i think is far different no offense than to forbidden door forbidden door didn't feel as joint in terms of uh how things really ended up being in terms of uh results etc etc but here i mean it's crazy to think we saw uh uh we saw mixed tag matches, mm. which you yeah. never see in New Japan. And I mean, and they were the big stars of stardom and the big stars of New Japan. It was really quite remarkable. And for those who've not had an opportunity to watch stardom, it was, I thought, a great introduction uh, to people to actually see what the amazing stars of stardom can do. Uh, it talked about had, you know, what had... different... They had Julia teaming with Zack Sabre Jr., dude. Yes. Facing Shuri yes. and Tom Lar. Why? Right. Like it was, it was, it's, <laughs> it was extremely amazing. I mean, I had to watch, I got to, to watch most of it. I still have to finish. But, you know, what I saw was incredible. They treated this well. And that's what's special to me is, you know, they treated this with equal footing. They even had one of the stars from, uh, stardom, I don't remember her name, unfortunately, actually sitting in the commentary booth doing commentary for most of the show. So again, oh, nice. a female commentator on a New Japan show is unheard of. Mm -hmm. So, so much history involved in this strong co-promotion uh, of both stardom and New Japan. Uh, Kenny Omega ends up showing up to challenge for the U.S. title, and that's going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom, which is equally big. So against all of these Will Ospreay, yeah, against Will Ospreay, <laughs> right, which that's going to be a nutty match. But just to think of the amount of cross-promotion that is happening right now. Um, the Great Muda was on this card, and it was his final yeah. New Japan appearance. We know, of course, his big match coming up at Pro Wrestling Noah uh, to start the year against Shinsuke Nakamura. There's just cross promotion everywhere and it is a really really special time and for those who are unfamiliar new japan did not have a women's division right they were all male wrestling so to see this move obviously they kept things separate um but mm -hmm. to see these two come together in this particular way is special and we talk about obviously here women's wrestling um it is so big to see how women's wrestling is changing on an international platform. Um, this is not just an American thing. This is happening all over the world. And for those who may have had questions about that PWI 500, go watch some stardom because 
these women are really amazing. Like amazing, 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 amazing. So I love that. Now we have Ed in the chat. Do you think this is possible? Asuka um, going up against uh, Kyrie. Do you think it's possible? You know what? Anything is possible these days. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I can't say that it wouldn't be because who would have thought that the WWE would have announced yeah. that Shinsuke was fighting mm -hmm. Great Muda at Pro Wrestling? No, like mm -hmm. mind blown, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that anything is possible. Um, I wouldn't rule it out. And to to go back to the point we made earlier about Jaden Bow Wow, as long as both entities get to win something from it, you know, as long as they gain something from it, and it makes sense that it makes sense to do. I mean, Kyrie versus Oscar would be nuts. Mm -hmm. It'd be crazy. You know, so I, I think there are all sorts of opportunities and possibilities. Yes. Uh, we are officially putting Fallow in the box. <laughs> just even the thought of it is just that, like, oh. we, we need a bigger box. We do. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling we you. We do. All right. Uh, do, you, do we want to do a little bit of history? Is that where we're Yeah, right let's now? go for it. Since since okay, we're talking hold history. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I was like, I always forget this. This. Okay, here we go. Teach Wrestling Facts. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah takes me out all the time. So uh, two very big pieces of, of news happened uh, on this particular day in wrestling history. We're going to go back uh, to 2005. So, of course, uh, last week this time we talked about the passing of Eddie Guerrero and how significant that was. Um, well, the crazy part is there were some follow-up things that happened as a result of that. And one of those follow-up things is that the WWE on this day in 2005 decided to start instituting uh, what they called a comprehensive drug testing policy that went on to be known as the wellness policy. So WWE set out a specific set of guidelines, testing, punishment, and rehab. The whole idea was to uh, reduce legal and illegal drug use within the company. And so that began uh, this day in 2005. Now, I don't know if I should feel some kind of way that was that, that was connected to Eddie Guerrero's death or not, but be that as it may, um, that was a decision that WWE made in 2005. Now, let's go back a little further because this is a day that a lot of people don't even realize happened because I think fans, um, well, yeah, let's just let's just start with this. I don't know that fans really knew that today was the day in 1988 that birthed WCW. Yeah, it happened on this day in 1988. And here's how it happened. Ted Turner took over uh, Jim Crockett Promotions. And in he, when he did that, he renamed it World Championship Wrestling. So how did we get to the name World Championship Wrestling? Thanks for asking. So here's how we got there. Um, the NWA, uh, which uh, obviously had a lot of different territories as part of its organization. Jim Crockett Promotions obviously was over Mid-Atlantic, which also dug into Georgia. So they got this spot on TBS. 
and uh, when they had that popular two-hour time frame at 6.05 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night, the name of the program was World Championship Wrestling. That was always the name of the program uh, dating back to 1982. Well, because it was the flagship for Jim Crockett Promotions, uh, there was a point where Pro Wrestling Illustrated actually started referencing Jim Crockett Promotions as World Championship Wrestling. So needless to say, the NWA hub kind of was centered there because that had the most TV time. Flair was on there the most as the world champion. We saw all of these things happen in this two-hour time spot uh, from 82 to 88. Now, of course, you've probably heard about that little bit of time where Vince McMahon did his Vince McMahon thing and actually purchased uh, that time slot there uh, uh, for, for WCW, but then they would ultimately get it back, and there's rumors that, you know, the cost for that ultimately paid for the first WrestleMania. However, in comma, 1988, Ted Turner, who loves pro wrestling, decides to buy out Jim Crockett Promotions, taking now WCW from being a regional promotion to being a national promotion. And it would then begin attempting to compete with WWE. So there were a lot of changes going from 1988 really up until about 1995 when, of course, at that point, Eric Bischoff would kind of take over as the main man. They'd ultimately create Monday Nitro, which would go head-to-head -head with Monday Night Raw on uh, in September of 1995. That would create the Monday Night Wars and really put us in this position where WCW would become a household name. You know, they started signing a lot of WWE stars, uh, including Hogan and Savage. And then we get to the NWO, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, for a couple of years, WCW was just about the number one promotion in the, comp in the, in the whole world uh, with huge ratings for Nitro and then leading into Thunder, giving us Goldberg, the NWO, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, of course, WCW would meet its demise in 2001. Ultimately, ironically, now that I think about it, being sold to Vince McMahon, the same guy who bought that time slot infamously in 1983, 1984, and uh, such ends the, uh, well, at least the alive time of WCW, but we still talk about WCW uh, some 21 years later, but it was all officially birthed on this day in 1988. Were you even alive, Ella? That was nine years before I was alive. Wow. Wow. So do you even have any... That's Wait, why was there a womp? I was watching I being like born. <laughs> I mean, like... Well, she could have chosen to come earlier, but she opted not I'm to. just saying, I'm just saying... My first womp is quite simply is because I'm simply listening. Oh wow. Damn, PK, wow. tell me how you really feel. That's oh cold. I, I was going to ask a simple question. Ella, did you actually get to see WCW while it was on? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't start watching wrestling until 2009. 
I, wow. I, I, I'm, I'm always like, you know, I found it when I was like 11 years old, but I'm still always like, I really like, wish I found it like a little bit sooner. Although granted, it would have been like during the ruthless aggression era where I shouldn't have been, well, I shouldn't have been watching at that time. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I always think, oh, I wish I found it a little bit sooner. But, you know, wow. some people don't find it till they're like later in life or in their 20s well, or something. It's all good. No, it's all good. No, the yeah, attitude so era started basically when I was born. So, yeah, a child of the attitude era, literally. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, which which is what's so interesting about the constantly moving target in terms of demographic for pro wrestling because mm -hmm. you know you almost forget that they're actually the that current wrestling fans never got to see WCW. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Nope. I never I never got to see it. And either yeah. way, my first memory wasn't until I was like five anyway. After exactly. so you would have missed it, it however you look yeah. at it. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, you know. I was wait wait now wait now, wait who now, got that and why ah no I just felt like putting that there it's just like Kane's uh, on here so she used to make up for it <laughs> fair enough oh fair enough. gosh oh goodness all right well with that being WCW. said uh what do we what do we have <laughs> we'll see <laughs> Chad. the career uh thank you thank you at least, you know, I'm glad someone's glad that I'm existing right now. I'm like, okay. I mean, Whew. wow, oh, you're wow, here. Wow, Thank wow. you. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh goodness. Boy. All right. What do we well, have next? <laughs> um, well, I mean, from WCW to, to WWE, um, don't judge my fellow young person. Thank you, Casey. Thank you. <laughs> um, from WCW to WWE, um, we have Roman Reigns. You know, I think WrestleMania tickets went on sale a couple days ago, like the 18 or something like that. I thought they've um, been on sale. And yeah, they've been on sale since August. Have they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. never mind then. I, yeah, yeah. I saw something that said something about November 18th. I don't remember, though. That's probably um, for WrestleMania week. So the Raw and SmackDown uh, Hall of Fame NXT. I think that, that would stuff. be why then. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, there's been a lot of speculation. You know, Roman Reigns has been champion for over 800, 813 days today, at least with the wow. WWE Championship. He's obviously your reigning and defending a WWE undisputed undisputed WWE Universal Champion as Paul I can't do it like it Paul is. Heyman says it, it um, <laughs> but you know there's been a lot of speculation who's going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns whether it's The Rock, Cody Rhodes or maybe a, a, a curveball out of left field but Roman Reigns is confident that he that we are just in the beginning of his reign should i say he said it's basically like you know the bottom of the third in baseball terms or you know we're only in the second quarter of the super bowl we've got a lot to go in this as you know fans are speculating that he's going to drop the title at wrestlemania that's going to be it for him but he is confident that we're just getting started basically we're not even at the halfway point we're just in the second half of the super bowl according to mm -hmm. roman reigns who says the story is far from over and granted wrestlemania is now like five and a half months away mm -hmm. yeah something like that you know four and a half months away i don't even know anymore um five and a half now to think about it um but yeah we're just getting started apparently and i guess 813 days is just the beginning just the beginning what if the curveball is sammy it's and possible. we were talking about that i was like i would like to see that i'd be here for that you know mm-hmm Mm -hmm. I would be kind of upset, though, because, like, I mean, it would be a great story, 
but you have now had the belt for a while. No, let's say we'll put them at a hundred, uh, 900 or a thousand days or something. Like By that. the time WrestleMania and, comes, it'll be about, um, 940 days. At yeah. That point. And so everybody else couldn't defeat him, but Sammy's <laughs> like, I would be kind of low key upset about that, but it would make for a good storyline. Like, mm -hmm. Very unexpected. And at the end um, of the day, so what do you guys it's think? all about the story. I mean, I, what JD said, you know, I mean, the what, the Rock versus Roman, yeah, you got the family history there. It's also the Rock Hollywood star, but the Rock is also off, like, promoting stuff. And, you know, that was the original plan, but they don't know what his, like, acting schedule is going to look like then. When mm -hmm. hopefully Cody's, like, projected return is around Rumble time. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm just, no. Hold on. You I know, it, it's Casey. funny, Casey. I, I don't think Casey has ever got this, but Casey, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of history made today, so just, uh, yeah. I mean, that definitely would make the wrestling world lose their minds, specifically Gerard Bonner here. Um, <laughs> it yeah. just has to be Cody at this point. I feel like it's every other top person they've had just hasn't gotten the job done and dumb question, but have we gotten Roman and Bobby one-on-one? -on -one? Uh, we did actually survivor series a couple of years ago oh. when Lashley was the world champion in that champion versus yeah. champion. Okay. Scenario. Yeah. But it was so long ago that nobody remembers it. So yeah. I, mean, I think the goal is for everybody to get whomped. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Oh, is that the goal? Apparently. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. The criteria <laughs> for whomps has just gone down at this point, by the way. <laughs> for simply existing. Just be just existing. There it yeah. is. There it is. It could there be it Seth. Is. It could be. I mean, Seth. I mean, Seth Rollins also had a major point on Raw last week where he basically has um, Raw's biggest prize right now because the champ isn't there. Mm -hmm. So. I mm -hmm. mean, it could be Seth Rollins. I, I mean, he's he's doing his thing now. Granted, we yeah. still have like five months to go. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe I feel like it could be Seth Rollins. Could be could be The Rock. Could be Cody. Um, I just feel like at this point, like Cody, like out of like full time performers, Cody or Seth would be your best options. But Sami Zayn would be the ultimate curveball, and I think that would be really intriguing storyline wise, though too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know there was also talk of uh, possibly Jay Uso being that guy. Yeah, and then I'm certain I saw a post earlier today, and I'm trying to find it from WWE, literally putting a poll out asking that question: Who do we think will be the one to dethrone, uh, to dethrone Roman? And of course, I can't find it now, but yeah, it was it was out there. And they had on this post, which was what was interesting, was they had like six to eight guys that they each had pictures of with both belts. Randy Orton was on that list. Drew McIntyre was on that list. Sammy, Cody, there were a few others. I think it's a good scenario um, that we have multiple people that could potentially fit this role. Um, and that we could explain and that would make sense. That means it's not super obvious. That means there's a bit of intrigue involved. Um, and, you know, the funny part is this could obviously stretch past WrestleMania. Because I can't see him going 940 I, and not hitting 1,000. 
No, that was literally what I was about to say. But like, if their goal is to have Cody be the one take it off of him, they do not have Cody lose at WrestleMania. So if it's not Cody, then yes, I think that there's a very high probability this goes past WrestleMania. However, if it's Cody that either wins the Rumble or faces Roman and or faces Roman at WrestleMania, there's no way they have Cody lose at WrestleMania. So I have or a prediction. Oh, go ahead. We have Cody in SummerSlam. And The Rock WrestleMania, and The Rock obviously. Yeah, if it, know, if it's not Cody at WrestleMania, then yeah. I do believe that Roman extends it past a thousand days for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, that makes. What's sense. What's your theory? My 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 theory is, uh, if Cody's going to end up in that match at Mania, he will not win the Rumble because that'll make it too obvious. I think they will they'll take it to maybe elimination chamber where he will somehow come in and get that number one contender spot. But some then way, the somehow. winner of the Rumble, Roman has both titles. So the winner of the Rumble, their only option unless they go to NXT or pull or pull a theory, go after the mm -hmm. United States title. Well, here's the interesting thing. That and I think this things, this year kind of threw all of that off because mm -hmm. um what happened this year was Brock won the Rumble, and he opted not to take the match at Mania. You know, he ended up That's taking true. the match at Elimination Chamber, which upsets the entire Apple cart. So now the question true. is, you know, is, is that Rumble shot a guaranteed specific to Mania title shot, or can we pull the Brock Lesnar card and pull it out whenever we want? Maybe. You know, so... I, I think this opens up, you know, the, the Pandora's box, uh, the only box we can open around here. Um, it opens that particular box to be able to ensure She's gonna help you, that, I hope you know. No, that. no, no. I wanted to timestamp that one. Um, <laughs> I think what it's going to do is open up the box so that there are other options. And as long as there are multiple options, you know, for things that we haven't seen before or to make it unpredictable, that it makes it fun to watch. LeBron Brickley yeah. is actually going to win the Royal Rumble. Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> but, you know, you talk about first, we've not had a person actively in NXT win the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. Why not? And with that being said, we're going to put, because we've talked about this. I mean, I wish we had like a, a full-time editor to just go back and replay this. We've talked about this extensively. And kudos to WWE and or whoever put this Roman Reigns thing out for having us talk about it again, because if that didn't happen, we wouldn't be talking about it. And that kind of um, really gets the excitement for WrestleMania. But with that being said, Roman Reigns and everybody else. Like as long as this man has the belts uh, and he has a whole squad behind him and, you know, Paul Heyman, like, it's almost like mm. Sasha and Naomi. Like, what's the point? There's no point in us even talking about it because we can't. There's nothing to say. Well, war games. There's war, war games. games. Well, you got war games, and then you've got the uh, when we get to the rumble. I mean, obviously he's coming out of the box, so it's that's that's <laughs> what the that's what the rumble's about. That's mm -hmm. what the rumble's about. Well, so, we have some time. We do. With that, we do. With that being said, we're gonna go into heel of the day. <laughs> Who do we have? Okay, let me gather myself here. Honor. 
Heel of the day. So, you know, one of the things that I said coming into today's show was that AEW really needed full gear to kind of hit that reset button to remind people of the AEW we knew and loved. And they did that. I mean, like, they had a, a sold-out arena, which is fantastic. It looked great. The matches were on point from start to finish. Lots of moments for us to talk about. One of those moments being a match that involved two legends. You had a tag team match with uh, Jeff Jarrett teaming up with Jay Lethal. And they took on the team of Darby Allen and Sting. A no disqualification match. No count out. Went all over the place. Wonderful match. Great opportunity to see all four of these guys uh, get it done in AEW. So then, that takes us to a certain legend who I will name in just a few minutes who decided to hop onto a podcast and uh, on his own podcast, dare I say. And uh, he said that he gave both Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett the rub. Um, and he feels like he should be getting 10% of their money because of the amazing work he did Back on a day after SummerSlam there in July in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm speaking of the two-time Hall of Famer who will never retire. And at least he told the truth when he said that. That would be Ric Flair. Flair, yeah. Doesn't he look so spry? He looks so spry. That was actually from the very match. The seven-star tag team match that he had. At his pay per view, seven stars against, according to who? Against <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and uh, uh, Jay Lethal, where he gave them the rub. He rubbed them so bad he couldn't get up off the mat. He wow. rubbed them so bad <laughs> that he forgot that half the match actually happened. He rubbed them so bad that he faked a heart attack. He rubbed them so bad that after all, I'm not even deterred by Womps. After all of that, Ric Flair still says, hey, look, you know what? I don't remember half the match, but hey, I'm happy with it. I'm great with it. And now, because I'm so good, because I slept so well, because I forgot half the match so well, now Jeff Jarrett, who doesn't deserve to be in AEW without me, and Jay Lethal, who became more popular because of me, should now give me 10% of my pay so I can go lay down in another ring and uh, get more money because I'm Ric Flair. So as a result of that, maybe he had been, you know, doing his Ric Flair drip a little too much before this particular podcast. But I will say this. Nobody owes you anything, Mr. Flair. Be glad we actually bought your pay-per-view three months ago and are still talking about you. But I do have I an accolade there. for you, sir. I've got an accolade for you. You want something? I got it for you. You're the heel of the day. Heel of the day! Now to play devil's advocate. Come on, because this is what you Here's <laughs> Look at Ellen. Look, I'm waiting for this. Ric Flair has managed to we we I if there's a count of how many times we put this man in the box. Ric Flair has managed to he's the the Kardashians of wrestling. And with that <laughs> being less said, surgery. with less surgery. With that being said, maybe he should be like not necessarily go back in the ring. It's a money thing for him. Maybe like you know Tony Khan should employ him to help with storylines because 
is Ric Flair, the age that he is right now, can still say things that garner us to talk about him, then, and he's been in the industry for so long, maybe he could provide better storylines. I actually have a, I have a better idea and a counterpoint to that. And the counterpoint is this. Instead of him wanting to get 10% off of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal being in the AEW full gear pay-per-view, why I'm doesn't okay. he go See, I was very tempted to do it. Oh, see, I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm just right past that. Why doesn't he try to copyright the chop that everybody does when we all say woo? You'd get a lot more money for that because everybody does a chop and we respond woo. I'd actually fight a case for you to get money for that because nobody was doing the chops like that and saying woo like that until you did it. So I'd give you that. But 10% for this? No, you're going after the wrong thing, man. Get that money for those trademark chops. All right. Well, I, I would just yeah. like to award TK honor. <laughs> I've been walked before, though, so this is not, you know, it is, well, it is, not, it is not, what it is. Not, I'm not just me. saying, I'm just saying, you know, it, it's a, he's doing so well to manage to get out of the box every single time. So, you know, um, do That's we have any retire. other stories? <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Well, there is yeah, another. Vince McMahon okay. won't retire, but he manages to. He's Ric Flair's been on the box way more than than Vince McMahon. Well, so. Vince McMahon has also done no interviews. True, true. So there's that. We we don't we don't have a quote to grab from Vince, you know. So there's that. But we can talk about. I feel weird talking about this, but no, let's let's talk about this. Last night uh, was Battle Slam Thriller, uh, which premiered on Fight TV. Uh, it was Battle Slam Thriller, and uh, it was pretty fantastic. On the women's side, you had some great matches. Uh, Janai Kai against Abaddon, which was just oh. crazy. Uh, we had uh, a great mixed tag match, which kind of ended up being an intergender match uh, between Chad Skywalker and Jada Stone, who took on Richard King and Ashley Dambois. And Jada Stone actually has a feature right now on uh, the Women's Wrestling Talk website. Mm -hmm. so you guys got to check that out. Um, and then, and I may, I mean, like this match was insane. King versus Queen. That would be Kylan King taking on Queen Aminata. The match was bananas. You guys have to see that. Uh, a lot of other great matches took place there. Kevin Knight, who I got to shout him out. He is the only African-American member of the New Japan Dojo. Um, and he had a great match against Ace Austin, defeated him. And right now he's in Japan uh, teaming with um, the time splitter. Oh, why can't I think of his name right now? It's killing me. Uh, oh, it'll come back to me. Anyway, he's teaming with him as part of uh, World Tag League, and uh, I'm really excited uh, for them. It's going to be great. But he did this amazing drop kick yesterday that you guys have to see. It's been floating all over social media. He's got hops. It's kind of ridiculous what Kevin Knight does. So uh, Battle Slam Thriller is right now on Fight TV. You guys can check that out. And uh, actually, the next event for Battle Slam, which is Battle Slam Bonfire, will actually be taking place next Sunday uh, here in Atlanta. Special start time of 10 p.m. Um, it's going to be happening at this really neat club called Bonfire. And uh, I'm really excited about that. 
And I did get to handle commentary last night for Battle Slam. So uh, if you missed it on Fight TV, go ahead, check it out. I did most of the show alone, so I'm kind of proud of that. And uh, it was pretty awesome. So go ahead, check it out on Fight TV, and uh, let me know what you think. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, I think we can wrap it up here. I think we've had quite the show. <laughs> uh oh, I didn't see it. I'm scared. Um, all right, oh, okay. Ella, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter while it's still available at it's Ella J. And I just made a, a new Hive account at Ella J on there. Um, if you haven't been on Twitter, it's one of the new social medias going around that people are kind of hopping in between, oh, you know, yeah. in case Twitter goes down, down the garbage, like we were talking oh, about on Friday. Okay. Um, our feel of the day on Friday was Elon Musk, by the way, um, because of he almost made it again today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. follow me on Hive too. <laughs> Hive. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll make sure and get a women's wrestling talk for that one too. You can know, find me. Right? That's Sweet. hilarious. You can find me at Bonnerfied uh, on all the socials. We've got social uh, uh, South, South, I can't talk. Southern Honor. I'm seeing it in my head. It wasn't coming to my mouth. Southern Honor. Uh, actually, another big show is coming up and some big news has happened. Uh, we're going to have a new champion being crowned uh, in about a week or so as our current champion had to relinquish. Because of injury, very interesting stuff. Um, also, as I mentioned, Battle Slam, which is on Fight TV. Um, we've got uh, soon to be Bonner Hive. Very good. Uh, Championship District Wrestling is also happening next week. In fact, both of those shows are happening the same day. So I'll be doing double duty. That's a lot of fun. And we've got a great sale happening on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees Black Friday sale. And uh, you can check that out. 20% off of everything, including my merch. So you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Bonnerfied. Grab some T-shirts for the holidays. All right. So like Professor said, we have an interview with Jada, uh, Jada Stone on Women's Wrestling Talk. You can check that on the website. You can go to www.wwtalkpod.com. Uh, you can go on, um, <laughs> you can go on all our social media, I guess on Hive later on today too, um, at <laughs> www.talkpod. Uh, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. So we will be back on Wednesday. We will not be here on Friday. So get your 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 weekly dose of us today and Wednesday because we will not be here on Friday. Um, so catch us on all that. You can follow and my name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Until next time, guys. Thank you for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. <laughs>